good morning, one and all. Welcome to the Wealth Guardians radio program, and this is Thanksgiving week. Hey. And, uh, Bryce is with me here, and he's ready for some turkey, and so am I. My absolute second favorite day of the year after Halloween. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I wonder why Halloween's your favorite day. Well, just because there's some uh, great fall colors out there, lots of candy to be had, kids uh, knocking at the door to give me my birthday present every year, some mm-hmm. candy. I was going to say, sounds like a birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday, <laughs> and uh, just, just so you know, Doug, when the kids do knock on my door, I show them my driver's license, say... What does it say my birthday is? Ooh, today. And I reach in their bag and say, yeah, thank you for the birthday present. And they just got deer in the headlights looks. It's the best birthday present I get every year. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanksgiving, that's what we're doing this week. And okay. Any plans for you guys? Uh, Aspen and uh, maybe uh, Ed are coming up for uh, the week. And, you know, it's Aspen's birthday and, and Belle's birthday right all at the same time. So we just have a big old hunky-dory time. And we're going to get together with our neighbors out on their back porch and and, uh, social distance, but uh, have uh, have a meal with them since we're not traveling anywhere. Well, good. Now, we normally have a huge Thanksgiving right. with all of Sherry's family coming in, but not this year. Uh, it's kind of cut down quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it'll be different, but it'll be fun. I mean, we're going to have our immediate family. So uh, good deal. All good. Now, just before we get started on the show here, Doug, you got to see your grandbabies. I did. Last week. I did. Oh, they were so much fun. And I tell you what, <laughs> I just can't imagine being a parent now. I mean, these kids are constant on the go. I mean, we got only got to spend one day with them, but after that day, I was worn out. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. And they're two and four? Yeah. I mean, not even four yet, but I mean, they were just constantly moving. I mean incredible but they were just wonderful well i'm glad i know that you and sherry had a great time with them so we did hopefully you get to see them uh, a little bit uh sooner than it took you last time to see yeah them. yeah well that's that's the way it is yeah well doug we want to uh, i think we should probably extend our uh, gratitude like we normally do yeah here. absolutely yeah so uh folks as we always start this show out we want to thank all of our First responders, our veterans, our folks serving in the military today, thank you so much. Anyone who dons a uniform, yeah. people in the uh, healthcare field right now, you guys are on the front lines in a sense as well. I know that you've got some long hours that you're putting in, so thank you to you guys as well. Yeah, and my um, my thoughts also during this time turn to our uh, men and women in blue. Take yes. care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. And, Doug, you served as well. We had Veterans Day the other week, so thank you for your service on top of that. And, Uncle Scott, you as well. Well, you know, Bryce, uh, this is Thanksgiving week, and you know, I want to take the opportunity to just kind of send out wishes of health and happiness and, and hope on behalf of this entire Wealth Guardians team that we have here. We're truly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, truly thankful to be able to serve each and every one of you. We are indeed thankful. You know, this year, Doug, has certainly presented its challenges more than most years. And folks, some of you out there, you've lost your jobs, um, you have loved ones who've tested positive for COVID or experienced long periods of family separation. It has been a tough year for sure, no question about that. 
Yeah, and you'd add to the drama of the volatile markets, uh, <laughs> yep. empty shelves. I mean, <laughs> there was no toilet paper for a while, <laughs> uh, and the uncertainty of who's going to be the next president. That's not even decided yet. So uh, it's safe to say this year will be one to remember or maybe forget. Yeah, forget, I think, is a better <laughs> term. So, yeah, the resilience of the you know, the creative thinking uh, has been evident as, as well. A lot like the first Americans that celebrated Thanksgiving. You know, we've learned to adapt and focus on what's important. So it's in that spirit that I want to say happy Thanksgiving, and we hope everyone out there will celebrate in good health with those special in your life. Yeah, and, you know, as our tradition has been, uh, so that our staff can spend a few days with family and friends, our offices are going to be closed on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we will reopen on Monday following Thanksgiving. Thanks, and we will see you soon. Yeah, everybody out there, have a safe one and have a fun one. Uh, at least there's going to be football. Well, Doug, uh, it's one of our uh, favorite uh, shows of the month. It's our listener questions. And uh, we're going to start in here with uh, Diane in Germanton. And she says, Doug and Bryce, because of some past medical issues, I've been told that I won't be able to get long-term care insurance. Do I just need to figure out how to self-insure? Yeah, you know, we've had some really good questions. These are really good. And, Diane, I, I'm sorry to hear about your situation, but actually, maybe not. Uh, there are certain long-term care policies that we may be able to provide uh, for you. Uh, the only thing we need to do is sit down with you, find out what's going on there, and uh, send it into underwriting. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of with asset-based long-term care it's a lot easier to qualify mm-hmm. for that than it is the old traditional long-term care. So if you are getting qualified for the old traditional long-term care, you know, perhaps you had something in the past that would eliminate that possibility for you. But asset-based is, is still another option. And we can design an asset-based policy with a single premium, or we can spread it out up to 20 years. So, uh, yeah, give us a call at 336-391-3409, and let's uh, – Let's chat about your situation. And Doug, I'll also add to that that uh, sometimes it just depends on how long ago the issue was. So while you might mm-hmm. not have qualified for long-term care coverage a year ago, if uh, more time has passed since whatever the issue was, you might qualify for it now. So it's not like forever you won't qualify for yeah, it. Yeah, we've got a case in play right now yep, where they were declined, but we feel strongly after they wait one year, they'll probably be qualified. Yeah, so we're just waiting until uh, December to file that. Sometimes Absolutely. it's just a timing issue. Yep. Well, very good, Diane. Uh, hope you, hopefully that answered your question, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Like Doug said, 336-391-3409. We'd be happy to sit down with you and see what we can uh, provide for you. We're going to move on, Doug, to our next listener question. Cherry in Burlington says, are reverse mortgages a bad idea? Absolutely not. I feel like Tom Selleck right now. Yeah, yeah Tom Selleck or uh, the Fonz. Yeah. yeah. No, a reverse mortgage can be an absolute great idea for you. It just depends on your situation. I've seen those reverse mortgages work wonders. I mean, remember this. They're either paying you a lump sum, the equity in your house, or they're going to pay you a monthly stipend based on the equity in your house. You never have to leave your home. When you eventually do and your home is sold, then that loan gets paid off and your beneficiaries get whatever's left. So it can be a win-win. Yeah, and also you can, uh, if you don't want to touch your assets while we're in a down market, you want them to 
go back up when the market goes back up. You can use part of your loan at that period as well. I think Tom Selleck really says it well, or his writers wrote it well for him, that uh, it, it's it's like a loan. The only difference is how you pay it back. You don't have to pay it back until you're ready to leave the home. So you, you can wipe out that mortgage or whatnot. So Sherry, no, reverse mortgages are not a bad idea. They are actually one of those investment tools out there that are their reputation precedes them, unfortunately, not for the better. So don't believe all the hype that you've heard about them being bad. They are not at all. Okay, Doug? Well, uh, you know, I, my guess is that uh, some of you can probably identify with a few of these questions we've had today. We'll get to some more of them in, in just a, m- a moment. But, you know, maybe there's a particular question we've covered uh, that struck a chord with you, like the uh, reverse mortgage. Perhaps we didn't cover something that's on your mind, but you have a burning financial question and you're wondering if we can help. Yeah, you know, and any if any of those things are true, I really encourage you to give us a call as, as soon as you can. We really do love hearing from our listeners, and many of you just have a, a simple question. Um, and sometimes we end up being able to help you put together a full-blown financial plan, and, and we're here to help. You gain more confidence in your financial plan, but you, you have to be the one that actually starts that conversation. Yeah, so just give us a call right now. Leave that voicemail. You know we're not in the office today. Let us know what you're interested in, and, and you know maybe you're interested in having a complimentary financial review. We're going to call you right back on Monday morning to schedule that visit. So when you come in, here's what you can expect. In addition to spending time getting to know each other, we're going to analyze your current portfolio. We'll run a free fee report to see what your plan is costing you. We'll analyze inflation's impact on your plan 20, 30 years down the road. And if you haven't considered the impact of taxes on your retirement, we're going to make sure a new plan takes the possibility of likely rising tax rates seriously. So this is how we can get a much more accurate look at your financial and retirement health, and it's how you get answers to those burning questions on your mind. Now, Bryce is going to tell you how to get in touch with us. Yeah, we, we can't wait to visit with you. And if you do want to visit with us, all you got to do is give us a call. It's 336-391-3409. That's the uh, number that you punch into that phone device, and it makes uh, the phones on our end ring, and we pick them up and answer and talk to you. So it's 336-391-3409. You can get your also your free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. All you got to do is click the blue button there. Well, Doug, I thought that maybe we would have time for one more question before we get to the um, the break here and the trivia question, but I think we're running a little bit short on time, so we're going to go ahead and just do the trivia question. Okay, stump Doug time. All right, it's time to stump Doug. You know, Doug, one of my favorite movies, and I actually was in this movie too, believe it or not, um, Talladega Nights. Really? One of the lines on it is, if you're not first, you're last. So that's the theme of this question. It was November 19th, 1969, that the second moon landing, Apollo 12, happened. And now, you know, who were the two men who, who stood on the moon for the very first time? Mm-hmm. And in Apollo, um, what was the first one? Apollo? 11. Was it 11? Mm-hmm. Okay. Apollo? Neil, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Okay. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Very good. Who were the two crew members who stepped on the moon's surface the second time? Oh. That is our trivia question. You're not going to answer oh. it yet. So, folks, <laughs> who were the two members of Apollo 12, November 19th, 1969, who stood on the moon? And then we've got a little backup trivia question. Folks, Stick around through the break. If you don't, you're not going to get the answer to that question. 
So we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Folks, thank you for sticking around through the break with us. Now, we are the Wealth Guardians, and if you're out there listening and you're five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decision for yourself and your family in retirement, well, I've got good news for you. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review so you can learn how to retire the job yet keep the paycheck. All you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 336-391-3409. As I said, no cost, no obligation. We look forward to hearing from you. We would love to be able to sit down with you and see what services we can provide for you. Now, you did stick around through the break, and I know that there was two reasons that you did that. One, you want to keep hearing Doug's talk, all the wisdom that he's got in this <laughs> field. And two, you want to know the answer to that trivia question that I asked. So before the break, I quoted... Uh, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. So the question here is, on November 19th, 1969, the second moon landing, the Apollo 12, landed on the moon. And my question was, who were the two crew members who stepped on the moon's surface from that? Now, we all know Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were the first two men to stand on the moon from the previous uh, moon landing. But who were the two men from Apollo 12 who actually stepped on the surface? And Doug, do you... Want to take a stab at that one? Well, before we do that, you said something that intrigued me right as you led into the trivia question. You said you were in ah, that movie, Talladega Nights. I was in that Tell movie. Tell me about that. You've never told me this story. Well, this was back in a previous life. I um, there. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Charlotte is actually the third biggest movie production uh, area in the United States outside of uh, Los Angeles and New York. So they've got some movie studios down there. And we filmed a lot of movies down there. And I would help out with uh, some of the um, scenes because I knew the, one of the people who, uh, who worked down there. So I was actually on the crew of um, Shallow Howl as well, which is another great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a funny story about Gwyneth Paltrow approaching me in the, in the fat suit in, in that one there, too. But, uh, yeah, I was in the scene <laughs> where uh, Ricky Bobby and um, Sasha Baron Cohen, I forget his character's name, were in that little seely bar cd bar there and i was just one of the many extras in the background just standing around there all day getting paid for it didn't obviously have any lines and i'm not sure that how well you can even see my face in there i've looked and looked i think i see myself but anyway it was it was it was fun while well, it lasted i'm gonna go and download that movie and watch it again <laughs> just because i heard this story That's there you cool. go there you go yep so you're I, I like how you're trying to avoid the question because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the answer okay so folks if you out there applaud yourself because this is a tough one who were the two crew members from apollo 12 who stood on the moon's surface and that was charles conrad jr and Alan L. Bean. Oh, wow, yeah. Now, we all know Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. In fact, Buzz Aldrin, uh, they even used his name for uh, Buzz Lightyear. Um, But here's the backup question to this, Doug. Who was the third person on that first moon landing who was never allowed to leave the module? Michael Collins. Very good. (laughs) Very good. Outstanding. So we all know Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Michael Collins was also on that trip, and he was not allowed to leave. What kind of racket is that? Talk about drawing the short straw. (laughs) Somebody's got to stay home and guard the (laughs) house. Oh, boy. All right. Well, folks, uh, again, congratulate yourselves if you got that right. We're going to move back into the, uh, the listener question. 
questions here. And our next one is Riley in Danville. Riley, thank you for listening. He says, uh, Doug and Bryce, my dad just passed a couple of weeks ago. So Riley, our, our, certainly our condolences on that. What should I be doing to make sure that mom is okay financially? That is a really good question. I'm sure a lot of people will relate to this one, Doug. Yeah, Riley, I, again, I, uh, I feel for you. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Bryce, why don't you take this question? Well, I would say the first thing that you want to do is because there can be so many things up in the air with this. There's so many questions Doug and I would have to ask to start being able to put all the puzzle pieces together is that you would want to sit down with a professional, generally somebody who's a retirement specialist, who can help you understand lay out all the financials, ask the right questions, and see what we've got to be looking at and and maybe figure out what are some of the answers that we don't have so that we can put together a full financial picture. It could be that there is any one number of different directions that we would need to turn to make sure that she's okay financially. What kind of accounts did uh, your dad leave? Uh, Were they qualified accounts? Were they non-qualified? Were they life insurance policies? What are your options for each of those accounts? If, If he left her any annuities, every annuity has slightly different rules on what you can do, what the beneficiary can do with them. So they might require a lot of phone calls to start understanding what all your options are. Doug, what have I left out? I don't know. I think you covered most of it. But, uh, you know, again, uh, sorry for your loss, but I think you're thinking in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I say, uh, Riley, there is no cost, no obligation to sit down with us. That's one of the things that we would do. Uh, You're not the first person who's come to us in that situation. 336-391-3409. Schedule time. Bring your mom in here and we will uh, help answer all the questions that uh, we can for you and see what direction is the you need to go for that. So thanks again for your question, Riley. Uh, We're going to move now to Everett in High Point. And Everett says, Doug, Apparently doesn't like me. Uh, Doug, is it a bad idea to do a Roth conversion if I have high income? Ah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. We have been doing a lot of talking about Roth conversions lately because taxes are so low, Doug. But if you've got high income, that can change the picture a little bit. I don't know why he doesn't like you. I like you a lot. Well, You're no, you don't. Guy. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is a good question. We are huge believers in, in Roth conversions. You know, just about every uh, live workshop that we give, we always ask the audience the question of, do you think taxes are going to be higher in the future? And almost everybody says yes, and uh, I certainly think so. Just look at the numbers. You know, I mean, it's just astronomical the amount of debt this country is in. Let's let's explain what a Roth conversion is on the bare bones. Well, so most people out there have IRAs, which uh, are pre-tax monies. Well, you can convert that IRA to a Roth. And unlike a contribution, there is no limit in a year how much you can convert. So if you've got $300,000 in an IRA, you could convert technically all of that to a Roth that year. That's going to be a taxable event. That $300,000 is going to be added to your end income. So you generally don't want to do it in large sums like that. But once you convert it to a Roth, you pay the taxes off on whatever your current tax bracket is, well, then those monies grow tax-free forevermore, at least in today's rules. So that is a great way to pay low taxes now, if you're in a low tax bracket now, and uh, have the money grow tax-free for you forevermore. The question is, where do you fall right now in your earned income for this year, or 2020 or 2021, whatever year we're looking at? Where, how much room do we have before we get kicked up to the next tax bracket? That's the main thing. And so if uh, Everett is already in a high tax bracket because of uh, a lot of earned income, 
Well, then we want to project forward a little bit. When does Everett plan on retiring? That might be that if we wait two years and he's in a lower tax bracket then, maybe it'll make more sense to do it then and not try to do it during a high income year. On the other hand, with a potential change in administration, what is that going to bring? Yeah. Maybe this is the optimal time. It very well it. could be. Yeah. Depends so yeah, on what you think is going to happen. To you taxes. know, right now we're, we're kind of in a, in a tough spot. I mean, we don't know what the near-term future is going to hold right now. But honestly, I, I would tell you, you need to get a thorough examination of everything going on in your financial life and uh, make that decision. It, it just c- comes down to the point where, you know, yeah, I'm in a high tax bracket, but maybe it's going to be even higher five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now Yeah, and, and, and bite the bullet. I mean, it's like playing golf. You know, when you hit a bad shot, you take your medicine and just chip out and get back on the fairway. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, and you I do. hit plenty of bad shots. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> I'm real good at that. Everett, thank you for your question. Uh, we would like to hear from you, 336-391-3409, if you want to help us really get to the uh, meat and potatoes of uh, your situation and see if uh, Roth conversions are right for you right now. We're going to move on to Eliza in advance, and she says, Doug and Bryce. There we go, Doug and Bryce. What's your opinion of investments that require you to keep your money locked up for a certain period of time? I know a lot of annuities operate that way, as well as some hedge funds. And that is true, Eliza. Uh, They do. So thank you for your question. Uh, Doug, we do have our opinions on that. And uh, I think the short answer is, it depends. It does. Since Eliza likes you, why don't you answer her question? Okay. Well, Eliza... Yes, there are a lot of investments out there that will uh, limit your liquidity on those for a certain period of time. And really, to get to the answer of that, the reason I say it depends is because we're going to have to do a financial plan for somebody and see what type of options are out there, how how limited is the liquidity on certain investments, and does that play a factor in your retirement plan? For example, if you plan on working for the next five years and your income is more than what your expenses are, then looking at an annuity that limits your liquidity for the first couple of years might not be a bad option at all because you don't need the liquidity while you're working. Yet, if you're already retired and you're going to need a large chunk of your assets on an annual basis starting right away, well, then maybe that, uh, that an answer like that does throw up some limitations. So it really depends on what your financial situation is. We would have to ask you a bunch more questions, but we do have some really great software that we use with every client that helps us uh, plan out and see what retirement looks like for you year after year. And we can get to the answer of that, uh, how much liquidity do you need in, in next year or the year after that or the year after that and plan ahead for the next 20 years. And there might be some great options out there that have limited liquidity because you won't need it. Doug, what did I leave out? I think you got it all. I mean, you know, when we use annuities in a plan, we use it as a bond replacement and we design in your plan plenty of liquidity. I mean, more liquidity than a person would would really ever need at one point in time. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, the the fact that uh, Everett and Eliza and Riley, that they're all listening to this show today, it tells Doug and myself a few things about everybody out there, because you're all probably like most of our clients. Doug, when it comes to taxes, you're happy to pay your fair share, but you don't want to overpay, right? Yeah, you know, you want a good return on your investments, but you're also concerned about taking too much risk. On the flip side, you'd be happy to ensure that you'd never lose any money, but you don't want to fall behind due to inflation. 
So you have more important things to worry about than trying to keep up with what the stock market's doing every day. Yeah, and and that really there, that spells out why it's so important to get a review of your financial situation as well as a customized retirement plan. Yeah, because you can address these things that are on your mind and eliminate all that time you spend worrying about your finances and about retirement, I'm sure that everybody out there would rather put their time and energy into something else. Doug, I know you would. No, absolutely. So, you know, if you've done a good job preparing for retirement and you want some help answering all the outstanding questions about your retirement, give us a call to set up a complimentary financial review. Look, said this many times, there's no cost, there's no obligation in this review. It's just a chance for us to meet, talk about things that are on your mind, and find out what's the best way we can plan for your retirement. All you have to do out there, folks, is you're familiar with that phone device. Pick it up, punch in these numbers, 336-391-3409. It's 336-391-3409. You can also get a free second opinion review online at thewealthguardians.com. Just click the blue button. Doug, I hope you have a very good weekend and a very good Thanksgiving. And, folks, we will talk to you again next weekend. Everyone stay safe out there. Take care, folks.